there's ups and downs throughout life. However, one thing that is constant is that resilient spirit that lives inside of us. And so what we continuously have to do is always do our best to resort back to relying on that. And from that place, we can grow and we can prosper and we can bring into this present reality, you know, the desires that we're working towards. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barabricus Corner, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donker. Today we have an amazing guest. He's our Barabika of the month of February. I came across him, I think, two years ago or so, and I can't wait to let him share his story because I know it's going to be an amazing one. I can't wait to know how he got to where he is. But help me please welcome Louis T. McLean II. He's our Barabika of the month of February. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Joyce. So Louis, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Tell us about yourself and what you do. All right, great. So my name is Louis T. McLean II. Let's see, I am the meditative coach. So I started a coaching business a couple years ago where my mission is to help my clients identify and attain results in their passion and in their purpose so that they can manifest the life that they've always desired. But even before I slid into the meditative coach, I was and am the founder and CEO of Melanin Origins, a children's book company that specializes in children's books about historical pioneers from all around the world. We have a Black history series, we have a faith-based series, and then we have a values and virtues series that connects us to our ancestral past. So we have three series 25 books, 21 African-American authors in that branded series of books. But then we also publish others, right? So if you have an idea, then we can publish your work, get you a quality hardcover, softcover ebook. And we've made Amazon number one new release 23 times in our short eight years of being in existence. So the mission for Maryland and Origins is to provide quality educational materials that inspire young minds to aspire for excellence while embracing their heritage. So that's a little about me. What an introduction. <laughs> so if you've been listening, you know how or why I met Louis. If you've been following Barabaka's Corner, if you follow me for a while, you know that last year I published my book and it was through Melanin Origins and that was through Louis T. McLean. And the thing about starting my business, starting Barabaka's Corner, 
it has brought me across so many people. And that's why we encourage people to step out on faith and defy the earth because it's not only about yourself, but the other people that you get to connect with. I don't know Louis from Adam. <laughs> and the person that connected me to Louis, I don't know her from Adam. Like we just met because we were, and that's Mami, Mami Sewa. She was one of our barrier because I think two, three years ago. But I met her, we were having an event for an award show called Guba Awards Show. And so we're part of the planning team. And she walked in that day with her book. And I already had my book written out, like the idea. But when I saw her, I was so like, it made me want to write my own book. And then that was like, for me, the confirmation to start releasing my book, right? And then I reached out to her. I was like, how did you get your book launched? And that's how she connected me to Louis. And now we are here, you know, and like, you never know where your journey will take you. And that's where I just want to come to and say, Louis, when you were young, did you ever want to have a children's book company? Did you want to have, be a meditative coach? Wow. What was your diet as a young person? Wow. That's a great question because the answer is no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about becoming the meditative coach. I never thought about creating a children's book company that has books that sold all around the globe and we published so many people. I never imagined that. Unfortunately for me, my parents split up when I was very young. So I didn't really have a positive male figure in my life consistently. And I didn't grow up with any talents or any skills. And so by the time I got into junior high and high school, I started following what African people call the wrong crowd. <laughs> I started following the wrong crowd and I was just totally going the wrong way. It was for my mother and my older sister who really got a hold of me and said, listen, man, <laughs> you have to go to school, right? You have to go to college, okay? The way you're going, it's not going to work out for you. At that time, I literally didn't know much about life but what I saw on TV. <laughs> my dream was just to work in a factory, make enough money to feed my family, and just be content with life. Like, that's all that I wanted. But shortly after I started getting jobs as an adult, I started feeling the strain of living in this economic system. <laughs> but mom and my sister found a college called Pensacola Christian College, which is in Florida. And it's a very small and a very strict conservative college. And I told myself, I knew that within two weeks, I was going to be kicked out of that college. But, you know, after about three weeks, I actually got saved. So September 24th, 2004, I got saved. And then it just so happened that all of the people that that I started gravitating to and that started coming towards me, they all were like right around my age from Africa, from the Bahamas. And they were all from the Caribbean. They were all on fire for God. Like they were all on fire. And that literally where my life just totally changed around. Now I'm in this environment where I'm just always being hit with the word, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We had to go to chapel. We had prayer group before we went to sleep. We had to take a Bible class. And then they even offered Christian service for us to go out there. And for a year and a half, I would go witnessing the people in downtown Pensacola. And so it was a total life change. And from there, actually going into college, I just said, hmm, what would I do? And I happened to be watching a TV show that sparked my interest in criminal justice. And so I got into criminal justice. And then after a few classes, I had an experience to where it was just evident to me that I need to help people, young kids who were going the wrong way, just how I was, I need to help people to change their life around. And so that was a long roundabout way to answer your question, but right. that's truly the story of my life. <laughs>
actually touched on a lot of things that I just want to bring up. First of all, thank you to your mom and your sister for holding you and saying you need to go to school. Like I have my friend that just visited from Africa and from Gambia. And most of our conversation is always about foundation and how foundation is very important in every kid's life. If they don't have the basic foundation, a strong foundation. At the end of the day, you know, when they're older, at least from 10 years old, they start going the way you have taught them. So if you have taught them the right way, they start going in that direction, even though they might have make mistakes, you know, they might have some mishaps, but that foundation is key to their growth. And so having your mom and your sister like hold you and say, hey, you know, you need to go to school and them helping you along the way is so important because they could have just left you. They could have said, you are old enough to make your decision, do whatever you want. But they were like, you need to go to school. And I really appreciate them for that. And especially for holding a young man accountable because some women will just, or some parents or mothers will just leave their boy child. Just, you know, he's a man, he's going to grow up. But there needs to be guidance. There needs to be protection. There needs to be some foundation, you know, that will help them be better. And that was a very great job that they did there. Also, you mentioned about not having a father figure. And my question in that is most people would have gone astray. But what made you want to still keep going the right path? What made you come back, you know? to going the right path. Because some people will be like, oh, I didn't have a father in my life. So they start living a wayward life. They start doing things to hurt other people, you know, sometimes not intentional, but just because of the way they've grown. So what made you want to come to that point and be like, you know, even though I don't have a father figure in my life, I just want to make sure that I'm living right. I just want to help other people. What made you come to that point? Yes, yes. Well, now I did have a stepdad for the majority of my childhood. I'll just say that my stepdad, he just wasn't the role that I would be for my children, right? Or that my father could have been for me. He just wasn't that. I grew up in the Liberian community. And so here and there, you know, you have some older men that you look up to. But, you know, the African way is still pretty harsh. I had uh, my favorite uncle. He was the harshest one ever. He's still my favorite, though. You know, I looked up to him. My first true mentor is a man named Craig Cole. And he's from my hometown. He ended up being a teacher in my high school. He ended up being the in-school suspension teacher. I was kicked out of class so many times. <laughs> I was kicked out of class so many times that I was just always there. And he continued to have positive regard when he saw me, when he engaged with me. And he just continued to plant seeds. So it was mainly the mentors that I had gathered along the way, specifically him. And it was the planting seed because I was carrying myself like, you know, someone who wanted to be a thug. He was carrying himself as the total opposite kind of person. So when we first met, I was like, there's nothing that I see in you. Right. But then he kept putting planting seeds into my life about how great I can be and my possibilities and the potential that I have. There was a time whenever I was, you know, wanted to run away from, from home. And he's a teacher at my school. He literally said, man, just come with me. And we went to a town that was like four hours away. And, you know, he continued to just plant seeds. He was going to visit his fiance. So he took me under his wing and it took a long time for that seed to develop. And then I ended up going to the school. And like I said, it was there at the school after certain encounters that it was evident that my role in life was to help do as that man was doing to me, planting seeds to see a child going the wrong way and just staying as consistent 
as I can, creating programs or just being involved in a way that'll help direct young people in the right way. Yeah, I think mentorship is really important for everyone. You know, in this day and age, we have social media and we have a lot of people that we are following on social media and we are seeing a lot of things and we're like, I want to be like this. I want to do this, you know, but it's also important to have someone in your corner where you can go, you know, and speak to and ask for advice. And, you know, even if it's accountability or just sit and chat so that there's some form of guidance so that you are going the right way and not going another route. Someone that has been there before to also, sometimes it could be a younger person, you know, who's experienced. And I know some, just in our African community, sometimes you don't want to go to someone younger than you. You're like, you know, this is a small child. But sometimes get mentorship from anywhere, whether they're older, whether they're younger, there's this couple I follow on social media and I've learned a lot from them and they're very young people as well. And so, you know, it's very important in life as you go, you have someone that you can go and speak to. It could be anyone really, you can reach out to any time to just ask for advice and talk to the person so that you are going the right way. And so how did you come about having Melanin Origin? Melanin Origins. Okay, good. Because I wanted to toss in a little bit more on your last question, you know, because many people try to at least reach one person, right? Whether they're guiding them the right way or they're guiding them the wrong way. Many people still feel the burden and try to inflate themselves with pride for, you know, at least getting one person to turn around or helping one person out. But, you know, it was my experience and growing closer to God also. I don't want to leave that out. It was definitely my experience in growing closer to God through reading his word and coming to see information that has been hidden in plain sight. It's just right there in the Bible about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made, life and death are in the power of the tongue, about just the greatness that lies within us. It was being around so many people who believed that, agreed about that, talked about that all the time, but then also me receiving, like being able to see it myself and like ingest that. You know, the Bible says we become transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so definitely don't want to leave that out because to me, there's always a great guidebook. If the foundation be destroyed, then what shall the righteous do, right? And so, so much foundational information about the greatness that lies inside each and every individual on the planet. However, just like you said, when it comes to social media, when it comes to the media at large, you know, that information just isn't always being accurately portrayed. And so I feel a great necessity, a great burden that just that my life was changed, you know, to help insert some of that into the next generation as best as I can. And that's where Melanin Origins really came from. Now, I can talk about the fact that my kids were, I think, two and three at the time. So I just started learning about Black history. Like I learned that Booker T. Washington walked for most of the time for 500 miles just so we can get an education. Like immediately after slavery, he was that determined, right? He did so well that he was sent to Tuskegee. He pretty much built the school. He taught himself how to make bricks, taught his students how to make bricks. They built all those buildings. And so I started learning more about Black history and just more greatness, right? That's also hidden from us for the most part. I just started learning so much. And I said, man, I can't wait till my kids are old enough so that we can talk about these things. So I can teach them about these things. And then I started doing research and I was like, we should be able to talk about it now too, right? So we should be able to do that. So I did my research. I saw that the way that I prefer information to be disseminated. I saw that it just wasn't out there in the way that, in the best manner. And so there goes the creation of Melanin Origins. We started out with our Black History series, simply, 
you know, not to tell stories that divide anyone, not to tell stories that have a struggle-based notion. But we started with the age range of second grade and below because we wanted just to focus on the great life and achievements and accomplishments and the leadership of our Black history leaders, like what they were able to achieve. Not that they had to slave in the cotton field, not that life was so hard and it was so tough, because I also believe that whenever our Black children are introduced to their leaders in the public school system, they're introduced with an inferiority complex because the story always begins at slavery and some fight for civil rights. So now the Black child is already being hit with all these notions that actually disempower them. So again, with the greatness that lies within, I know that every single individual is great. So now it's time to infuse that into our children in the best way possible. That is the whole thought process behind Melanin Origins. Listen, having a relationship with God is so important because ideas that come out, and sometimes you can be reading this same word over and over again. And then one day you just have an aha moment and you're like, I've been reading this for so long. Now I get like a deeper understanding. <laughs> and you've read that scripture for so long. And before you realize you're having ideas upon ideas based off that relationship that you have with God and the things that God places in your heart, you begin to wonder, can you even do this? Can you even look at you having that conversation with yourself? Can I do this? Let me wait till my kids are older. But it's like, how about now? You know, how about now? Like, let's start this thing now. And for anyone out there, sometimes you're thinking about, Oh, I want to wait until maybe in the next five years, maybe in the next thing. And sometimes we always want to do that. We won't be like, I want to plan, you know, let me put these plans down. Let me gather all the money, you know, and maybe in the next five years, I can actually do this. But sometimes you need to start now. It may look like a big shoe to fill, but as you start, you begin to grow and you realize that you begin to fit into that shoe that was once bigger than you. And you begin to get ideas. Like I said in the beginning, starting by Rebecca's Corner, I didn't know where it's going to take me, but it has connected me to a lot of people. You know, you get ideas from people, you are seeing them grow. I always, I always like love to see Mommy Sarah always growing, always doing new things. I'm so proud of her. And like her consistency is also key. And so seeing you doing right now, eight years now, and having 23 number one new releases, including my book. Come on. Yep. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the work that you are doing to want to even instill in young people. For me, I think that's what I love about what I love to do. To work with young people is like my desire, my passion. And so when you see me, like, even though, yes, I'm doing audit, I am in the corporate world doing my work, working my nine to five. But I love to, anything that has to do with kids. I'm the head of the children's department in my church. I've been doing this for a long time. Like I've been teaching kids for, I think, 20 plus years now. So, you know, that work has been there just because I love it. And anyone I see that love kids is like, I'm drawn to that person because you are doing something that I love. And we all cannot do the same thing at the same time. But when we see other people doing it, the only way that you can also support your vision is also supporting them grow. It's also supporting them, you know, it's like something that you like. I saw someone say something once on social media and I was like, that's something I want to do. But if they can do it, I don't mind supporting them to do it because I can do everything. And so thank you so much, Louis, for the work you're doing with Melanin Origins. And also, do you want to talk about Meditative Coach? Yes, I'll definitely talk about that because Melanin Origins was created in 2016. And, you know, we publish books. We publish great books by outstanding authors such as yourself. 
you know? So we do that. And people, when they think of publishing, they think more so of the traditional route, you know? So there's five main publishers. You write your book, you send it off to them, and then they write you back and they'll give you royalties for your book. Now you're walking into a book deal and all that. You know, that doesn't happen to the majority of people. The majority of people end up self-publishing. And then there's hybrid publishing. So there's traditional self-publishing. And then there's a sliding scale, right? And so I say all that to say, Melina Origins is somewhere in the middle. We focus more on self-publishing, right? And, but the self-publishing process, you know, you can Google it and you can find out, you know, like step one, step two, and step three. However, this is where we specialize. We have the knowledge, we have the expertise, we have a vast network, right? We have a great team of quality illustrators and graphic designers. But the main thing that sets us apart from every other publishing company is our marketing coaching, right? So it's midway through the process. We start to analyze first, who is the client that we're dealing with? What is the client's background? What else does the client have going on? Like they wrote a book about this, but then their life consists of all of this. How do we merge all of that so that they can have a work-life balance in promoting this book? Because maybe the book took you six months to write. It's going to take, you know, four to six months for us to publish it. So that's about a year, but you now have the rest of your life. All that to say for the past eight years, we've been specializing in our marketing coaching and helping our clients identify how best to integrate their book with their life and to get results. And before I started this company, I also did some business development. And so I started to notice a thread that this coaching right here was taken from fundamental business strategies applied to the publishing business, but it can be applied to all areas of a person's life, right? All areas. So that's when I came out and said, you know, okay, I'm going to do this coaching also as now the meditative coach. Now the meditative coach is an identity that I created for myself. I believe in 2021, one of my goals going into 2022 was to have a healthy self-identity. And so through all of the things that I was reading, you know, the greatest thoughts that I have about the way how I should carry myself, I crafted out and this is the meditative coach, right? How the meditative coach speaks, how he conducts himself, you know, how he responds in situations, right? And so motivational speakers, you know, they're raising their voice and they're doing this and they're trying to get you hyped up and they're doing all that stuff. That's not the way how I get down. Like I desire to be as empowering as I can. I want to conserve my energy for the most part, you know, I'm more so of a calm approach. I'm more so we can talk through this thing one-on-one and I definitely believe in meditation. And so meditative coach focuses on helping our clients to identify and attain results in their passion and their purpose. Are you working towards a career promotion? What goal do you have generally all together? Are you wanting to create a business? First, we will definitely help you do that and find success in doing that. But the meditative side is that, again, through everything that I've been reading along this journey has come to show me that every person is dealing with some level of anxiety, trauma, something from the past, right? Something from the past. And there's fear, there's guilt, there's grief, and there's shame. And there's so many things that clogs a person's mind. And oftentimes they're not even aware of it, right? And so what I do as a coach is I assess my clients so that we can bring these things to the surface if they so desire to, at least so they can be knowledgeable of these areas in their life that may be holding them back, right? So that's a part of it. We have a practical game plan that's 
focuses mainly just on let's just get the business done. All right. But then we have a mindfulness game plan that says, OK, let's identify these other areas. You know, let's pray about it. Let's enter into meditation. Let's work on removing these internal blocks, which arise from fear, grief, guilt, shame and certain other things. So what I did was I created a mindset philosophy that as we're discussing business and then now you come with a limited belief. Now we can revert back to this mindset philosophy as well to help you along your, your process. So that's the meditative coach in a nutshell. And I think you bring that even into the journey of launching your book as well, because you want to find out, you know, your customer and your client and what they're doing. And I know when we started doing well towards the end, when I had to launch my book, you were like, let's come and put it together. <laughs> How are we going to market this? Like he was giving me all the ground rules and all of the things. The thing that I hated marketing from when I was in school, I hated it as a subject and I hated it as a job. But I realized that even in every business, you have to still market. So if you see, like I got into it at the beginning, trying to, I think the thing about marketing I hate is that you're always putting yourself out there. And I don't like putting myself out there. I'd rather be behind the scenes and do stuff. So that's why like, I haven't gotten even confident to even do this podcast on a video because <laughs> <laughs> even creating video content is like, it's not getting into me. At first, it was just a struggle to do that. And that's why I hated marketing. But now that I had my book, you know, it was like, okay, you have to do this. You have to do that. And you said earlier about, you know, with Melanin Origins, how you guys like help, you know, through the journey and how you, because there's self-publishing and some can do that on your own. And one thing about me is that if it's convenient, I'll pay for the convenience. <laughs> there are some certain things I can DIY, you know, do it myself. However, there are certain things I'm just like, I'm not going to stress myself to do it. There are people that have the ability, that have the creative mindset to do it. And you have to pay for that. When I moved from the city to the suburbs of New York last year, and when I moved, I was like, convenience is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> because there are certain things that you want to get done and it's like, it's better you do it this way because you're going to be relaxed and everything, but you're going to have to pay for it. It's going to be extra money. So if you are out there and you feel stretched out, you feel stressed and you have a book or that you want to publish a children's book, here you go. Melanin Origins are there to help you through the journey. They'll guide you. They'll support you. They'll take the stress off of you and they'll get the ball rolling for you. You just have to pay the money, the money to get your work done. It's not free. Let me tell you. <laughs> At once. And just to let you know that that meditative coaching is also there. I saw it through the whole process with B when I was launching Seasons, the book. I saw it through the whole time. And I think it's what pushed me because there were times I was really down. I'm like, Louis, I can't do this right now. And Louis would come and he was like encouraging me. Even on the day of the lunch, we had a big blow <laughs> during the lunch. And Louis was right there. I was like, hey, sis, it's fine. You're good. You look good today. You're amazing. Like, I mean, not just him telling me that, but there were other people at the background. But I'm just letting you know that he's with you throughout the whole journey of your book. Not like some people that might leave you in between, you know, and let, get you to do things on your own. So if you are, then you need help. Here you go. I'm just, he's not paying me for this. Like, Thank you for all that. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. And it's so great what you're doing to help people with their mindset. Because sometimes, like you've said, a lot of trauma you know, growing up, a lot of things that people have gone through and they are not able to achieve some of these goals. And so especially for us in the African community, it's hard for people to come out and just talk about the things that they're going through. And I'm so grateful that like, I'm very, I love to read, well, not regulations, but <laughs> I love to read books. <laughs> and so one thing I realized, I've been to therapy a couple of times and getting to 
know myself. So when I'm seeing certain things happen, I'm like, okay, this is a trade. This is where it's coming from. When I'm faced with disappointment, I have to sit and think because sometimes you sit and wallow in the sorrow and the pain and you have a pity party. But when you go back and think and meditate on it, you know, you begin to see this anger you're feeling is not just today, it's deeply rooted in something else. And so getting people to come and share that or being able to let them know what is going internally and letting them know, hey, you are great, you are amazing, you know, and getting them out of it to know that they can do this. I think it's really good for anyone to be attached to any kind of person like you, being able to help and support them in that way. Because we, there's a lot of things that a lot of people go through. I know personally, when I was launching my book, it was a lot going on at the same time. I had to come to the point of, because I wanted to launch this book since I think I wrote the book in 2018, 2019. I wanted to launch it in 2020 and I kept pushing it. Something would come up and I'll be like, no, not this year. And then 2023, I was like, I had just moved my, I was stretched financially. And I was like, maybe I should shift it to 2024. I started seeing the traits. I started seeing the, what was going on every year that I was pushing was always something coming forth. And I was like, you know what? I am not going to let my finances stop me from achieving my goal. Let me do this and get it out of the way so that I can get onto other things or else I'm going to keep procrastinating, you know, and that's not what we want to do. So I'm so grateful that I had you in my corner to really like, let me know that I could do this, push me, you know, along the way. So my question now is what are some of the challenges you have faced as an entrepreneur and how are you balancing all of this meditative coach, Melanie Origin, and you have a nine to five? Oh, yes, yes. One of the challenges that we face right now is it goes in tandem with the season that, you know, the country is kind of in right now, right? So right now, especially in the South, states are banning Black books. <laughs> they're just banning Black books, all right? Like there's Martin Luther King Day, but in some states, they're banning books about Martin Luther King. Like, how does that even happen, right? They're just banning Black books. Now, I can like, if I'm being true, on one end, you have a surge of people writing. Some people are intellectual. Some people are just upset and they're writing and they're just putting it out there and they're all fighting for this stuff to get into schools. And so now all kind of crazy stuff is getting into schools. So whether it's black or not, all kinds of crazy things are getting into schools, right? And of course, the children, you know, are innocent. They go into the library and then, you know, they find something that... Let's say, you know, white people are bad people, right? Nobody wants to their child to receive that, right? Especially no white parent wants a child to encounter that. So there's a surge of people writing and books are getting placed in these institutions. And to combat all of that, they're banning black books. And the unfortunate thing is that great authors, books are being banned. So Melanin Origins, you know, they go along with that whole banning. Like last year, over a thousand dollars of books were sent back to us, right? Like over a thousand dollars of books that already have been purchased to be sold since they were purchased. We paid authors their royalties. And then months later, they're sending the books back and they're debiting our account for sending it back. So that was wow. I didn't know that banning of books was going to take that kind of toll on our company, but that happened. So one, you have a F effort to ban these black books. And again, like I said, we're talking about the greatness that lies within. We personally are not discussing anything when it comes to slavery or civil rights, mainly because of the audience that we're focusing on. This little child just needs to know how great they are and see people like them who did great things, mainly because of that. We are going to grow 
to where we get to third grade and the middle grade and, you know, young adult to where we can tell the story, right? In the most fair, equitable way that we're staying true, let's just say that. But our books are caught up in this whole books getting banned. So that's one challenge. The next thing is inflation. COVID-19, man, let me tell you what it really did and which is why people are feeling the way that we feel all around the country experiencing inflation. You know, Every single business, every business, every year wants to see an upward slant. They want an upward slant to say, oh, we increased our productivity. Oh, we're getting more bonuses because we did that. Oh, we're able to grow more because we did that. So every single year, everyone is doing the every single business. That means that people have to raise their prices every single year. That means that they have to do some other practices, right, that may be unethical, for that to happen, whether it's gentrification, whether it's, you know, what's happening in the Congo, right? So everyone wants this upward slant. So now COVID comes, knocks out all these different industries, and these people's response is to squeeze us even more, <laughs> to squeeze us even more. Okay, you got me in 2020, but now I'm going to up my price up by 3,000%. So it's like every industry is taking its turn. <laughs> That's totally unethical, and I despise that. But with that being stated, so we're experiencing the effects of inflation as well. Of course, if someone has an option to buy a book or feed their family, right. come on now. What do you think they're going to choose? And so buying a book isn't as popular with most people in this time because of inflation as well. You know, I'm not one to get into conspiracies about the grand plan around it. But again, like I said, inflation is causing one thing to happen to our education. Right. And then the banning of black books is another thing that's you know happening to our education. And with that being stated, let me just say that culturally responsive teaching is proven to boost academic achievement all around the nation. There are reports about low performance in Black youth. However, Black youth learning about anything in a way that is culturally relevant towards them, that boosts their chance at achievement. So with that being stated, you know, we have things working against us in that manner. Yeah. Those that with every year that you grow your business or things that you want to do, there's always going to be something that's trying to stop you. And I think I want to ask, how have you tried to stay relevant even in this season that you're facing these challenges? Okay, thank you. I'll answer this question and I'll also tell you how you can stay relevant too. <laughs> I need it. Awesome. Because you are, you know, you are. You're doing your podcast. You're doing, you know, leadership at church. And so to me, I'm a policy and procedures guy. I love you know, the name. I love mission. I love vision. I love, you know, all that stuff. So barrier breakers, come on, we're breaking all kinds of barriers. Yes, right. And you have a host of conversations that you can continue to have at any time to any given audience, a host of conversations. And thankfully, you also have this book that has a white character and a black character who are great friends. And so you are bridging gaps all together. Like you are able to step in as we're talking about banning books, you know, the climate of our racial divide in this country, you're breaking that barrier and, you know, helping to facilitate and be a bridge for that conversation. And so at any time, even if it's just once a week, once a month, you can show your relevance and stepping in those spaces and doing that. And again, 
you have a product. So people will, oh, that touches my heart so much. I want to support you. And they support you. They're paying for you to speak or buying the book. And, you know, that's similar to how I am working it. The meditative coach also came about because everything that I was doing was wrapped around business. So I worked in juvenile for seven years. I said that. And then I actually got laid off, lost my job. Then I moved into American Airlines where I worked there for almost 11 years. Right. But juvenile was hard work. American Airlines was a lot of great growth, but I was still missing the hearts work. And so that's why I created Melanin Origins as well, in addition to volunteering. So you know, to answer the previous question about bat, like how do I balance it? You know, of course, work-life balance and I do what I can as I can. I create a system that works well with what I have going on. Right. But it's hearts work. You know what I mean? So it just feels great to do it. And just as I said to you, like, you know, it's barrier breakers corner It's what you stand for. It's natural, you know, so you can carve out an hour here, an hour there and stand in front of these people and have that conversation. And so everything I was doing was tied around business and working to get ahead and all that. And I really said, okay, who am I at my heart's core? And that's when I created my healthy self identity. And so a roundabout way to answer your question, the meditative coach, me being the meditative coach, that's the best way for me to continue to stay relevant because now I'm talking more about sharing my faith. I'm talking more about helping people overcome and achieve. And I'm stepping into many different circles and arenas, right? I'm continuously moving up, moving up, moving up. But guess what? But in Origins, it's coming right along with me. It's coming right along with me because this value that I give as a meditative coach, that's the same thing I'm imparting into these children, right, through Melanin Origins. And so we might be in a time where people might not be able to see that or comprehend it, but I'm going to continue being who I am. These books live forever. And, you know, our time is going to come back around. I ask that question because sometimes when we are faced with different challenges in our business, personally as well, you want to give up. And if you are in tune with your spirit, you know that that's not the time to give up unless you feel that it's the time to just, I wouldn't call it that time give up, but maybe just stop it for a while. But sometimes you're faced with different challenges and you're like, you want to give up. But you have to keep on pushing. You know, Kamala Harris said, and I'm paraphrasing that in breaking barriers, there's going to be a breaking. And sometimes that breaking will hurt you. You don't break anything without being hurt. There's going to be some hurt somewhere or some pain somewhere. But we have to break the barriers anyway. And so I ask that just because when we are faced with different challenges, we need to re-strategize. We need to plan. Okay, how do we do? Okay, maybe this is the time that, okay, I'm feeling down or this is really affecting me, but how can I move forward? And then you strategize and plan your way forward. I think that you are not making an impact, but you are. Because I was somewhere two weeks ago, my pastor from London visited and I had to go visit him where he was. And he came with some group of people from London. And a few of them I follow, but this one or two people I don't. And when I entered the room, we're so excited. And this person comes to me, hey, here comes our latest author. And I'm like, I don't see you on social media. How do you know I'm doing this? Like how, you know? So when you feel like giving up, think about the people that you have impacted. Sometimes I go back to like the testimonials that I see on my page and I'm encouraged to keep pushing. Think about something that can keep you moving because as you were saying relevant, Melanie Origins is going upward. Meditative coach is also moving forward. It may look like little steps, but 10 years down the line, I always say this on Barry because Conan, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, you will look back and you say, wow, I was breaking barriers along the way. 
And then you now see, wow, Louis has a book, a New York Times bestseller. You know, you think that it just happened overnight, but it has been growing consistently and staying relevant even through the tough seasons. So as hard as it may be to anyone out there, just keep pushing forward because it's so hard. It's you telling me they're banning books and then you're having books returned. It's really heartbreaking. Imagine you've put your content out there and then it's coming back to you and it's costing you just coming back. It's really painful, but at times you just have to keep moving. I got one bill last week and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, from my business and I was like, I have to get it paid. It's like certain parts of your life will have to be on hold just because you want your business to move forward. It's just for a season and a time. There's going to be a time that will come. I said earlier, consistency, you know. A time will come that all this will be worth it. The impact that you're having, Louis, on those kids, this is later that you, someone will come to you and say, I read this book and I was really encouraged. I've been following. Some people would follow you. You see the likes, you see the views, but you don't even know who's watching, who's listening, who's liking. But then later in life, you might someone might come back to you and say, I read this book. I've been following this guy for so long. Like when you say on social media, you're like, I've been following this person for so long. I'm so proud to see where they are. I can't wait to see that for you and for all those people that are really working to break barriers out there. Like, I can't wait to see that for them because sometimes you're yeah, thinking that it's so hard. I can't do this, which is probably going to be my next question. What encouragement can you give to someone that is out there that is saying, this is really tough for me. Like, I can't break barriers. I can't push forward. What encouragement have you got for them? Oh, man. I mean, you just said it all. <laughs> you just said it all. But you know what? It's Ooh. A quote that I use whenever I sign my first book is that you were born with innate ability within you. You were born with this ability to impact change in this world. So continue to build your dreams brick by brick. You know, greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? There's no weapon that is formed against us that can prosper. I mean, there is so much inside the human being himself, herself, right? That nothing on the outside can, can penetrate. Like the spirit of God lives inside of us so deep. He's so rich and he just desires, he's ever desiring to come and manifest himself in this world, right? And so the things that we experience are only apparent. Just like you said, there's the law of rhythm. You know, we have seasons in our lives. There's high tide, there's low tides, but there's new moon, there's full moon, right? There's ups and downs throughout life. However, one thing that is constant is that resilient spirit that lives inside of us. And so what we continuously have to do is always do our best to resort back to relying on that. And from that place, we can grow and we can prosper and we can bring into this present reality, you know, the desires that we're working towards. You know, we just have to do our best to remain consistent. I'll stop there, but let me just tell you, uh, <laughs> it's just too real to me. It's too real to me. I've experienced it too many ways and seen it in others and seen it confirmed in all the greatest books that I've read. We have it within us. And a part of the enemy's trick is to try to discourage us from believing in that put guilt into us. Yay. Has God said he wants to discourage you and put guilt. He wants to put shame. He wants to make you feel down and keep you blinded to your abilities. And so it's always the resorting back to that and congregating with other people who also can strengthen you as you move forward. Because even as yourself, 
You know, God says that for even as your soul prospers, right? So even you yourself are a powerful being. Imagine when you have two, three others more and y'all moving in the same direction. That was powerful. So what lessons are you learning in this season or throughout the time that you've been in this business? What lessons have you learned along the way? Man, that's a great question. So, so many. What lessons? <laughs> Man, one thing I can say is a part of my mindset philosophy. I have 10 tenets of the mindset philosophy, right? First one starts out as the duality of desire. That's the first tenet. And that's pretty much saying that desire, you know, imagine one desire we have is to achieve something, be great, achieve this, make this thing happen. So we have a desire to do that. But then we also have a desire to be at peace and be in a stress-free environment, right? To not have these emotional responses, you know, just to be at rest. So that's the duality there, you know? And so the mindset philosophy helps us to create from a place of peace, right? Not from a place of strife, a place of force, and a place of, I got to get this done or else, or there's this timeline that's ticking and, you know, bringing all that anxiety is to create from a place of peace, right? Tenant two is unwavering belief in oneness. And so it is having an unwavering belief in oneness to see oneness in all things, right? All things, all people, all events, right? Like we all came from one, we all go back to one and there's a oneness of purpose on the planet altogether. So to do our best to visualize life through the lens of, Oneness. Those are just the first two tenets, right? Already, that requires diligent work. <laughs> Real. It requires diligent work, right? It requires diligent work to just live by that philosophy. Now, the rest of the ten, like once you're viewing life from a place of peace, you're not being anxious about that. Be anxious for nothing, right? So you're not being, you know, once things are happening in your life and you're accepting of the fact that there is a purpose. All things work together for the good, right? For those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. Like once you get yourself to that place, third tenet is uh, self-suggesting the word, but you begin to receive intuition from God. If you're reading inspirational literature, God, like <laughs> the right words are becoming more apparent towards you. And now you're able to move on and move forward. So that intuition, that is very important to receive inner guidance, to move into the right direction, right? But the best way that that comes is through first through peace and then through oneness. So what lessons am I learning is really to always resort back to that, no matter what's happening in my life. How am I conducting myself? Am I acting as a peaceful person, right? Am I getting ahead of myself and acting out of character? Okay, now this other thing happened. Am I seeing the oneness in it? Am I acting out of character? So it's always coming back to me, myself, my character, how am I conducting myself, right? Not just so I can be a good person, because, yeah, I mean, we want to be a good person, do what God wants us to do, right? But again, duality of desire. I want to achieve these things as well, which is, in my book, you know, doing God's will that he sent me to do. So I want to do this, right? And so by me conducting myself in this way, that better facilitates this happening. And guess what? This thing over here happening and all these things shall be added unto you. You know what I mean? Everything else comes along with that. So long as I'm moving towards this, which is God's will, but I have to keep myself in check along the way. That's probably the best thing. And dealing with publishing clients, coaching clients, 
you know, people on the job. I have so many verticals in my career as a director now that I'm responsible for and different personalities. And so just doing that so I can always be sure that I'm in prime position to attract. You know, you said that and I'm smiling because just yesterday I was like, you know how we started a year and you're always like, you've planned your year, you know what you want to do, you want the new skills, you want to acquire all the things that you want to do more frequently on a daily. And I like, I started with my to-do list and everything every week and I was doing great for the first three weeks. And then the fourth week comes (laughs) and I'm lacking behind and I'm, and yesterday I was saying to myself, I need to go back and reflect on what I'm doing good and what I need to improve on because this is just the beginning of the year. I have this group of ladies that we meet every Tuesday, not chit and chat, but like we have a video we'll watch and then we'll dissect the video. And so one of the things I was sharing with them is just being reflective of yourself, of what you do, because that's how I'm able to know what I'm doing right and know what is going wrong. Like I said before, we all have so many traumas or things that we have gone through. But if you don't sit and understand where this is coming from, where it is rooted from, you start snapping anybody. Meanwhile, this is not because of them. It's something else. And so I am a very reflective person, especially when I'm around people or if I treat people in a weird way, I go back and I'm like, I didn't do great here. I need to do better. And that comes, like you said, to your point, whatever you do, you have to do it from a place of rest, from a place of peace. If you are not at peace, you'll not be able to achieve the goals you want to. You realize that your creativity is also low. And so I was even feeling agitated before I even came on to the podcast. And I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I need to go back and sit still and just meditate. Not that I didn't pray this morning, I prayed, but I'm just like, let me just go back to pray and just let God, you know, deal with whatever it is, because I need to be at peace for me to be able to function. I need to be at peace to be able to do whatever I need to do. If not, I can't do anything. And so I'm grateful that you brought that up because I'm just like, it just confirms what I was feeling yesterday. And I'm like, whatever anyone might be going through, just make sure you go back to peace. The Bible says that if your heart or your mind is connected to me or is focused on me, then you'll be at peace. I forgot. And so if your mind is not on him, you know, then you're not going to get that peace. So, okay, where is my mind going? Is my mind focused on something else? You know, the Bible also says that, you know, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. If where is your heart? Is it at a wrong place? If it's at a wrong place, then you're having treasures that are not right for you. And then that's what's going to start to have peace within you. And we need you to have peace you know, in this 2024 for you to be able to flourish, for you to be able to break barriers. So any last words for anybody just trying to wrap up here for anyone out there? <laughs> last words. I always get tripped up on last words. I would say get on the journey of loving yourself. That's what I would say. Be on the journey of loving yourself. We're discussing the Bible and the spiritual life and things like that. The Bible does not talk much about loving yourself. However, you know, Jesus says a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Right. So loving another person. There was a time whenever a lawyer asked Jesus, he said, Master, what is the greatest commandment in the law? He said that you should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind and thy soul. And you should love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. But there it is. Yeah, love another, but you love that other as you love yourself. So the Bible doesn't talk much about loving yourself. However, everything that we've been taught and everything that we've been raised to do has usually been towards the service of another. But we also have to learn and cultivate a space where we can do that service for ourselves, right? And there's many ways to, you know, 
get to the place of where you're loving yourself, whether you're going the route of affirmations, whether you're, you know, getting in, you know, sister groups or brotherhood groups, you know, whether you're engaging in different forms of self-care, you know, but as long as people know and understand that it is of great importance and major priority that we get on the journey of loving ourselves, of speaking health into our life, not speaking ill will towards ourselves, just on the journey of doing the best and not at the expense of anyone else. Of course, we love the other person as we love ourselves. You know what I mean? So everyone can benefit from this. You know, my lane is always about helping people to see about how great they are within and that these ideas that you've been having since who knows how long they were given to you for a reason because you are worthy enough to achieve them. And so I would just encourage everyone to get on the path of loving yourself. I love that you say that, get on the path of the journey of loving yourself, because, you know, the Bible says out of the abundance of their heart, the mouth speaks. I also want to say that out of the abundance of how much you love yourself is how you're able to pour into others. And so if you're not loving yourself well, you're going to end up treating other people well. People treat other people well more than they even treat themselves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like I said earlier, if you reflect on yourself and you begin to wonder, okay, there's nothing bad with you loving other people. There's nothing bad with you taking care of other people. But are you taking care of yourself? Are you giving more than you have, you know, and then you are now stressed out? You're lacking something and no peace in yourself, but you're able to do that for others. You need to just reflect and get to the journey of loving yourself. I think that it's great in also breaking barriers. Once you get to that point, you realize you're you're able to do better for other people, you know. So thank you so much, Louis. I am so grateful. I love your story, your journey, and how you got into where you are today. This was such a great conversation. I've taken a lot of things out of here. And thank you for your encouraging words to help me stay relevant as well. Because sometimes I forget about myself as well. So (laughs) (laughs) I am going to also continue on the path of loving myself. I find it hard because if you're a helper, you're someone always out there helping others. You know, it's hard for you to do some things for yourself. And when I do, sometimes you have that guilt. But I'm learning not to have the guilt and setting boundaries as well. And so I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for being on here. I really appreciate you for coming on here. God bless you. God bless you too. I appreciate this opportunity and thank you so much. You are breaking barriers. I love your smile. I love this whole conversation. (laughs) And thank you again for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold us down. We break it.